Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Central Texas. You are listening to Catholic Radio on KEDC, KYAR, and INF out of Palestine. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're going a little off script with our show because we want to be that voice of hope, truth, and love that we have been taught by Mother Church for such a long time. In the studio with me this morning, again, my name is Pam Marvin. I'm your host for today. And joining me are um, Thaddeus. Good morning, Thaddeus. Morning, Pam. And good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Pam. Great to be here. Thanks be to God. I, I am. I, I. I really am very excited. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but I just feel an overwhelming sense of love for our listeners and the fact that we can sit here and have a platform to share our hearts and our love for um, what is going. Not the love necessarily for what's going on but the good things that are bubbling up. So we pray that this show will bless you as a sign of hope during these uh, difficult and challenging times. We're going to take a look at um, different ways that uh, the church has approached difficult times. Look at the saints, look at virtue. This is a beautiful time for growth in virtue. I really see us now as kind of in that metamorphosis. We're going into this little cocoon um, that is really very painful for many of us, and rightly so. But as we, um, the struggle is going to be of growth and virtue and looking for those signs of hope as we enter into this, uh, this new way of living that we've all, um, that God's mm-hmm. providence has allowed for a certain reason. But uh, before we get into more of that, I really want to talk about kind of what's going on in our diocese to just really update our listeners and those in the diocese of Tyler as well. Mm-hmm. So Austin and I and Tyler are kind of on the same page. Dennis, if you want to talk about that for they a second. They are. I think, Pam, this is a very important time for Catholic Radio to be in existence. And so I thanks, I, I give thanks to God for that Amen. and that we can serve in any way uh, for God's purposes during this time. So thanks be to God for that. Uh, the Diocese of Tyler and the Diocese of Austin, in which our state stations are located, have shut down uh, all public masses. As Thaddeus was pointing out to me, it's not all masses because private masses are still being said on our behalf. And so the, the, the wonderful Holy Mass is continuing on every day in every church. Um, but we are limited on what we can do. And so um, to some, some extent, that's limiting on adoration and confessions and definitely on the mass. And so they're trying to limit people's exposure in large crowds. And so um, if you're wondering what's going on in other dioceses, uh, they're either severely limiting um, those that can come to any one specific mass or the majority of the dioceses in Texas have done the same and have, have limited uh, all public masses for at least the next two to three weeks, sometimes through Holy Week. Um, I know in Italy, it's even through uh, up to Easter. Uh, but I know Beaumont, Fort Worth, and Corpus Christi dioceses, from what I've just done a quick check, have very limited masses, 
But, um, you know, those are a long way away. So in no way are we obliged to travel any given distance. We are uh, only obliged to go to our Sunday Mass if we're not uh, dispensed. And because there are no Sunday Masses, we are all dispensed. So, uh, and th- those dis- dispensations have already been given um, throughout the, m- all dioceses in Texas. If you are sick, if you are elderly, or take care of someone who is either frail, sick, or er- elderly, and, and when I mean frail, I mean sus- I mean susceptible to catching illnesses. So you are automatically dispensed as it was before all this started. Exactly. So um, you know the Catholic Church has these things in place. Um, and we have to trust in obedience that mm-hmm. our shepherds are taking good care of us. Is that easy? No, it's not. Because I personally can tell you there are things that I've experienced through uh, all of this. They range from anger, uh, fear, um, you know, the unknown. I wouldn't say I've gotten to a, an outright panic, but I think there are a lot of people who have. Absolutely. And so we we want to address that today. Right, we do. Um, and so with addressing that, I, if we don't have all the information about what's actually going on in our local parishes, uh, I'd like for people to call in. So if you would like to call in with some more information on exactly what's going on in your parish, please uh, call 855-683-7332. Um, as I understand it, and correct me listeners if I'm wrong, but you know, Father Albert is still going to have the Adoration Chapel open, even though the Blessed yeah. Sacrament will not be exposed. Yeah. But this it will is be in the Father tabernacle. Albert at St. Thomas Aquinas in, in College Station. Station. Thank you, right. Patty. And I yes. think there are a number of churches that are doing the same. Mm-hmm. Their, their churches are staying open for public prayer. They're asking people for social distancing. Uh, the Eucharist will be reposed in the tabernacle, but Jesus is still there. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're, they're postponing Euchari- uh, the Eucharistic adoration till later because trying to keep up with that schedule to keep someone in front of the monstrance, it's not predictable right now. And right. it's the same as when people go off for Easter or Thanksgiving, they suspend it temporarily mm-hmm. because of that reason, not because they're afraid of people getting sick. Uh, as they say it said at St. Anthony's and uh, my parish, bring your own hand sanitizer, bring your own wipes if you can find them to to the parish. You know, if you're feeling like that will help you keep safe, then do that. That's absolutely right. You know, yes. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw, and maybe we'll post this later, but uh, Mel Brooks and his son Max did a really great PSA about social distancing. We may mm, want to We may post that here um, to our Facebook page because it's such a great. Uh, it's done so well and in, in such a great way, and um, with a slight bit of humor as well, given okay. the Brooks family. Was it the the humor, but it teaching the actual real the best practices of social distancing with elderly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was because there was a man in the news recently that was wearing a, a some shoulder straps and a, like a six foot donut around himself to go to the store. I I don't think we no, need to do that's that. That's not exactly what we're looking for, for sure. <laughs> I was wondering how is he right. getting down the aisle, right, <laughs> of the but, store. And also, think this is very interesting to note that as you know, as we know, the news changes daily on yeah. how we are to do social distancing. Who is at risk more so? Like, is is I even heard recently that 40 and up are more at risk than, hmm. say, a week ago when they were saying 65 and older, which um, causes me pause because <laughs> I fall in that category. Um, so, but, you know, I gladly um, I gladly kind of step yeah. back. Um, and we'll talk about a lot of that stuff after this break. But sure. um, 
I'd love to hear just a little bit more if there's more more things that we want to talk about about um, yeah. what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of give a teaser that after the break, we're going to be talking about um, just ways to pray. Uh, sure. With spiritual communion, we're going to be talking about our superheroes, the saints that the good Lord has given us. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a lot about the beauty of God's providence um, and how we can start to learn from these difficult. You know, there are many saints over time have told us there is no love without sacrifice. Sure. So that's going to increase our love, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for listening and tune in. And if you do have any uh, signs of hope and beautiful things that have happened to you or that kind of that silver lining, I'm looking forward to talking about that aspect Mm -hmm. too, that I've really noticed within my own family and just in my community here, like in my neighborhood. So I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Well, and speaking of community, I mentioned that St. Anthony's here in Bryan is where I go to parish. It's my home parish and we had a Eucharistic uh, adoration time and benediction followed by a procession around the block of where St. Anthony's is located. And at the, each corner we stopped and uh, the world in that direction and all directions was blessed with the Eucharist um, in praying for the whole world during this time. Mm-hmm. It was a wonderful, wonderful event. I think there were around 85 to a hundred people there and um, followed by mass, which is one of the last public masses in our area, honestly, because mm-hmm. literally moments before um, mass is when the uh, the email evidently come at, came out about the uh, the Austin diocese uh, suspending all public masses starting today. Mm-hmm. And so uh, can I read something from the the homily from uh, oh, we'd love that. I, I think it's very uh, very appropriate for this time. So Father Joseph there wrote in his homily, um, we know Peter to be the first Pope, the leader of the apostles and an obedient friend to Jesus. We also know that he struggles, he doubts, he misunderstands, and he gets scared, yet he remains faithful. And it goes on uh, in reflection to the readings. As we heard in the first reading, Azariah and his companions were faithful to the Lord in the face of threat of suffering and death. They chose to be faithful to God rather than offer sacrifice to any earthly king. In the moment, this choice doesn't seem to be have much hope of being successful because we're always trying to be successful in our Lenten practices and the numbers, and it was a great homily. Uh, it didn't seem like the Azariah and his companion's choice was successful because the fire and the furnace seemed to be inevitable. Nevertheless, the prayer Azariah prays today in the first reading, which was yesterday, and spoken in the midst of that very fire. So in the fire, Azariah and his companions follow God unreservedly with tremendous trust, and their whole hearts, they are faithful. In their fidelity, they are treated with great mercy, and they are saved from that fire. And in the end, this is all God desires of us. Mm. So Azariah and Peter were faithful. We too, with God's grace, can be faithful even in and especially during difficult times, which I would say is right now. Oh, amen. Temporal success is not our goal. Unreserved trust in the Lord and his faithfulness to us Mm. is the measure we seek. Ugh. So yeah, I could just sit in those words for a little bit. Those are really yeah. beautiful. And we thank you, Father Joseph, for for your wonderful homily and just um, your right. your guidance of us during this right. time. So yeah, well, we're really hoping that this show will um, really reaffirm the scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, mm-hmm. to give you a future and a hope. So we're kind of like going to 
that's going to be the theme of our show today. It's just really reiterating the hope of God's people. And yeah. I, I want to just mention something here about this. And this is what we're hoping to do today. And it is our prayer to be that sign of hope, to lower um, to lower the stress you have. Okay, so we know this, that stress and anxiety increase our cortisol levels, right? This is like, let's think of this as just like a, the fight or flight thing. And it right. stresses on our body and does what? It lowers our immune system, mm-hmm. people. So one of the best things that you can do for you and your family is to Focus on the things of God. Focus mm-hmm. on the beauty around us that is out there right outside your door. Today's yeah. a little rainy. Maybe we'll get a full thunderstorm and play in the rain today. You know, things like that. <laughs> um, Don't play in the lightning, folks. Not in the lightning. No. no thunder. That was my rule. My my <laughs> older children were small. I said, if there's no thunder, you guys can go outside. But Red Sea said I could go out and play in the thunderstorm. <laughs> I would be safe. Not thunderstorms. Okay. Just clarification. Just wanted to clarify. Of that. course. I don't think we're going to have a thunderstorm <laughs> here today. Yeah. Um, but as a thunderstorm in sure. our country and around the world is raging, it uh, behooves us to look for these signs of hope. So I really pray that in today's show, uh, we will start to just really unpack um, the right perspective that mm-hmm. God wants us to have during this time of trial. And again, after the break, we're going to be looking at different saints who have done this. We're going to be looking at, um, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a more a uh, in-depth yet also simple and practical ways to practice a spiritual communion, mm-hmm. um, which the saints have talked about as long as the saints have been around, right? Yeah. As far, but Thaddeus, you can, Thaddeus is going to talk to us about that too after the break. And uh, one thing, as we still have a couple of minutes before break, you were talking about seeing the local press releases and and, and the, the local press conference that was going on. And we can touch on that some more, but you know, it occurred to me as I'm, uh, putting my windshield wipers on and the, the water onto my windshield every time I'm getting in the car because of all the yellow, billions <laughs> yes. of yellow pollen particles right. on my windshield that, you know what, this is allergy season. It is. Know your body. Mm-hmm. If I am reacting at this time because I can't see out of my windshield every year and I'm reacting this time, it's not necessarily anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. Even if you get cedar fever or pollen, oak pollen fever, and you're getting a little fever, and it's not getting beyond that because last year you got something at this time that was just like it. Don't panic. Don't panic. So it's sure. it's something that we need to pay attention to, and so um, we want to pay attention to just the natural things. You know, if your eyes are aching, mm-hmm. maybe like me, you should change your contacts because you're on day 37 <laughs> yesterday, right, and I'm like, right. what's going on? Yeah. Like, oh, I oh. looked at my calendar, so my, I was like, my, my eyes feel great oh, today, no. Pam. That's awesome. Um, the One of the things that happens with me, too, is like I'm thinking about, okay, because I work in a doctor's office. I work in a clinic. And so I, let's talk about that when we get back from the break. Oh. Uh, phone okay. number 855-683-7332. 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. Call in, folks. We'll talk to you after the break. Welcome back. Welcome back, Central Texas. You are listening to KEDC 
in in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. You can call us, please. We're really um, asking for calls today on your signs and wonder that you're seeing around town, in your family. Um, Just that, you know, that lemonade. We're kind of trying to make some lemonade out of the lemons we've been given to recently because that's what Christ calls us to, to look at the silver lining, look for signs of him wherever we are and whatever we do. So if you would, please call and share your beautiful stories with us at 855-683-7332 because my goodness, we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. So let's share our joy today. So if you want to remember that phone number a little easier, it's 85, the word love, and then Red C, R-E-D-C. So put that in your memory, folks. 85, love, Red C. That's 855-683-7332. Okay, so I think we should go ahead and just kind of jump right in with some some signs and wonders. And as the calls come in, we'll take breaks in, from our little scripted, um, what we're going to be doing today. Sure. So I want to go ahead and welcome my first caller and dear friend who just when I spoke to my friend said, oh, I've got a really great story. So I want to welcome Miss Patty Veazey to the show. Welcome, Patty. Hi, Pam. Hi, Dennis. How are you this morning? Hi, Patty. We're doing good. We're so good. So um, Patty has recently been flying around the country visiting family and friends, and she can tell us a little bit more about her experience. So Patty, why don't you start with kind of what you were going through? We want you to really share your heart um, as everything's been starting to unfold. I know we've all had these fears and panic that anxieties have hit us at time to time. And, and for me, it's just kind of a common and going kind of thing. So if you wouldn't mind, just, just share your heart with us about what has been transpiring in your own personal life. Sure. Um, my husband and I actually drove to St. Louis and we left um, last week before all of this scare really got going. Um, and, uh, you know, we left for a week and a half. So we emptied out our refrigerator and everything. You know how you do when you go for a long trip. Mm-hmm. And um, we're there and kind of a bubble. Um, my whole family was around. It was beautiful. But we kept hearing these news stories coming in about um, things closing, can't find these certain items for your pantry. And um, even though I tried not to, my level of fear just was escalating. And I, I would say, Lord, this is not what you want me to do, but I can't help it. You know, I just had this internal, uh, I could feel my heart rate just, you know, continuing to get faster and faster as I thought, what's going to be like when we get back to College Station next week? Are we going to be able to find anything? Um, and so I was in the midst of that uh for the week until, until this hopeful thing happened. Um, I'm not sure when you want me to share that part though. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, I, I think it's important. What you said there is that you were naturally fearful and you couldn't stop it. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a natural God given feeling that you feel. And so it's not yeah. something you avoided. You just prayed through it and asked for clarification. So I think that's important for all of us to learn from that. Right. And, and I've often talked to, even on the show about that's kind of almost our response to um, say if we've been treated poorly by others, 
our first reaction is always a very human reaction because we are human. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I always talk about how, how, how fast do you get to baseline being you are a beloved child of God, right? And mm-hmm. so this is no different than what we're living in, in today. So we're, we're hoping as for ourselves as well to, to stay at baseline or get back quickly to our baseline. So walk us through that process that what you went through, Patty. Yes, well, and I did, you know, in my prayer time, I did turn to our Lord and, and kind of just look at that fear a little bit more and say, you know, why am I falling into this? And um, I just really um, needed to be more grateful that my whole, all of my kiddos and my grandkids were there with us. Everyone got there safely. We were having a beautiful time together. Nice. My, um, and we were there for my granddaughter's baptism. And so that was the the, um, the moment of hope that dawned on me as we were gathering for for all of the the sacrament and then the reception and you know all of that beautiful time around there just uh, my gratitude increased and so I think um, that helped my fear to decrease really um, but it was in the midst of that of her name is Penelope Sarah. And, you know, when when she was being anointed on her, her forehead and her eyes and her ears and her mouth, I was just thinking, yes, this is an opportunity to to see Christ in in all of this, to hear his voice, to use his words instead of rushing to the store to get what we think we need in a frenetic, you know, type of way is to calm down. And this morning I was able to go back and and smile at people and have my head up and not be so concerned with what I could get um, for our pantry is just to see, like you said, a beloved a daughter of the king, beloved sons of the king. Um, that's what her baptism reminded me of mm. so strongly that that's, that's where I should, um, that, that's my foundation. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and operate from that level, not the fear level. But when I was able to put him first, all the other things, obviously, like we always know, became rightly ordered. Um, mm. And and I was then able to act like a beloved daughter of the king with charity and with compassion out in in the midst of the, you know, the people are a bit tense. And on edge when you go run errands or whatever. And, and I didn't want to fall into that. Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that as people are tense and they're very snappy at, at one local eating establishment that was serving to-go orders, I won't share the, the, the place, but one of the, uh, the persons um, that were putting the food together was just real snappy. And so I just, you know, you, you don't kill people with kindness, but you just pour overabundance of kindness to them. And it just instantly, you can see it kind of melt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Melt. Not, you know, not, not always, <laughs> not always. This one was not so easily, but a little bit, a little bit, you know, right. um, I could tell that it, it affected her a little bit. So, but even we're still called <laughs> to do that, right? Even if uh-huh. we don't get the kudos back. Exactly. We're still mm-hmm. to do but, but inside my, my own heart, I left that, that establishment happy, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, it was funny. Patty, as you're telling that story about being in the grocery store, I had a moment, you know, I was not thinking too much, very little bit similar, but just one of my little, little nuggets is that, so Paul just all of a sudden one day says, okay, go to the store, 
let's just, you know, get stuff in our freezer, da da da. You know, I said, okay. So I was kind of surprised because Paul's not that way at all. He's so calm and cool usually. Um, which he was still, he always is. He just takes everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. But I, so I thought that was kind of unusual for him. So of course I had pause for it. So I go to the store and I'm, you know, going through and uh, along with everybody else that was there looking at things being gone and whatnot. But there's this one woman I passed by who had these little cross earrings on and our, our baskets were so close cause you know, it's kind of crowded and everything. And I said, good morning to her. And she said, good morning. And we kind of looked at the smile at each other and that kind of that look like, wow, you know, this is kind of crazy and it just popped out of my mouth. I leaned close to her and said, we were made for these times. Okay. So I want to remind our listeners that God allowed you to be born into this time and for this time because you have your special gifts and abilities that he wants right now here. And so I want to encourage everybody to like fluff up those gifts. Even if you're not sure what they are, be authentically yourself. Like Patty was saying that uh, she, she be a got, light in the darkness, be a light in the darkness so, Patty, how how was your re-entry coming back into Bryan College Station? I mean, it was kind of slower. You've got here after the shelves have been consistently pretty bare. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I've never really seen that type of thing before. You know, hurricanes, yes, the water and all of that is usually gone. But the whole paper aisle, you know, <laughs> gone. The rice aisle, gone. The drive, I mean, all of those things. They couldn't even get a carrot last night. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my goodness. But then I went back this morning because I had forgotten a few things, and they had already restocked yeah. many of the things. Of course, not the you know paper goods, but there were carrots this morning. So I thought, thank you, Lord, <laughs> that these people are working overtime probably mm-hmm. to get these things on the shelf, and we need to remember that, be thankful for them, and just you know, I was it was I wasn't afraid because I I saw progress, and um, mm-hmm. just I don't know, it it it's kind of like it came to me this morning. This is where the rubber meets the road, right? Yes. This is where all of our practicing of virtue is is coming coming. This is what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in this in this struggle, especially because of this struggle. And mm-hmm. it, it's you know a little easier to practice compassion and kindness and mercy when everything is calm. But like you said, Dennis, when people are a bit snippy and snappy, but we're still called to that, especially yeah. that. And that that's what it reminded me. This is what we have been, if you will, practicing for, right? Mm-hmm. So true. Very much so. Yeah, such mm-hmm. a good insight, Patty. Yeah, I really think that um, that moment of how fast are we getting back to baseline really has a lot to do with increasing trust in God's providence. I know um, in certain areas of my life, I've been practicing that where I needed to really increase my trust in God and I feel thankful now that, you know, when, you know, that God provides for us. And so it's really lessened my panic because what he did for me, I feel like this was just God's grace was that, and you see this in the American people. So we, in this community and the American people in general, we are so creative and, and ingenious when it comes to figuring it out. Right. And so he gave me a sense of, well, you know, we didn't, we were one of those families that didn't get extra toilet paper. That was just not on my list. You know? yeah. <laughs> that wasn't on my list. 
And and so I actually got enlivened about, you know, we're really an ingenious people. The American spirit mm-hmm. is there. Um, we'll figure it out. And so it was a way yeah. that God was reassuring me, I'm here and I'm with you. Uh, we're all creative and uh, we can mm-hmm. do this. This is to band together, encourage each other, be a sign of hope to your neighbor, and we'll figure it out. And uh, mm-hmm. we did figure it out. Paul finally um, found Amazon was restocked and ordered some toilet paper. So rest your hearts, the Martin you know, family's taken I mean, care of. I've heard so many stories of my mom <laughs> using the old Sears catalog at the outhouse when she was growing up. I mean, I've got right. a whole a whole bookshelf of old yeah. encyclopedias I haven't opened in years. So, you I, know, we're I, set. I was not where it, My daughter uses cloth diapers and reusable wipes and things. So, yeah, like, eh. you know, it's. Well, it's that's what I, I noticed about myself was wow, I've become pretty wasteful. And I didn't mm. think I was. But, you know, you rip off a paper towel every time you got wet hands, right? And I'm like, okay, we only have a certain um, two rolls of paper towels. So, you know, duh, yeah. use a kitchen towel. Dry your hands on, you know, and use a, a dish cloth instead of a paper towel every time you need it. And I thought, I have really become wasteful and mm. didn't even think about it. But it's 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 this that's making me kind of um, think about things. And my goodness, I'm convicted of several mm. things now. So All right, I think learning. And I think if you want to parallel that, to our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is magnifying for a lot of us ways that we've been wasteful spoiled. or spoiled mm-hmm. or oh, lackadaisical, yes. mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. you know, or taken for granted or, you know, no, um, you know, I, I think God works through all things. And I think that's really the purpose of Pam's bringing this topic topic up today is God is working through this. And so absolutely. Um, he is here. He's, he's nearer to us now than yeah. ever. He is so close to us. He wants us to turn back to him. I think that's going to be a big sign of hope in the country. I've seen people on Twitter just saying, you know, this has really brought me back to reexamining my belief mm-hmm. or lack of belief, right? Yeah. In God. And, and there are a lot of folks that I've heard that are mad. And I, I'm probably very happily to say I'm one of them that was very disappointed and upset about the cancellation of masses, about adoration. And because I, I've been pretty outspoken about saying, I think these are needed now more than ever, mm-hmm. uh, but I have to trust that, right. that our shepherds are making the, the proper decision for all of us, healthy of mind, body, and spirit. But I also yeah. know that um, there are ways that we can make a spiritual communion. And I know Thaddeus is going to talk about that in just mm-hmm. a little bit coming up and, and about the saints who have done such in the past. So there's so much we want to cover in this show, but it, this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Right. Well, Pat, that's happening during Lent is, is quite uh, remarkable yeah. too, right? God's providence. <laughs> so yeah. much yeah. on us. Well, I thank you so much, my thank dear you, friend, Patty. for calling in today thank and sharing your beautiful heart of humility, love and sweetness and, and that human side too. I really appreciate you being uh, taking that time to be real vulnerable with us and talk about that as well. So um, my love to Barry and the whole family. Uh, thank you. Back at both of you. And thank you for all you do. God all bless right. you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, you know, she's made some such great points. I mean, again, we're talking about making um, lemons, excuse me, taking lemons and making lemonade. And going back to that, I think it's really important 
Dennis, that we really discuss kind of what you've been going through about um, having the masses mm-hmm. being only private and not public yeah. masses any longer. Uh, I have some thoughts on it too, mm-hmm. just kind of my own processing. Um, but I think it's really important that we share our hearts yeah. uh, and kind of like where we've gone from point A to point B on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'll kind of start that I was more like just a deer in the headlights, like blah, blah, what, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really know what, what to think or to make of it. Um, but I must confess that I had this moment eight years ago, um, which I feel was a really grace filled Holy spirit moment. I was the parish secretary at St. Thomas Aquinas in the transition time between father Michael O'Connor and father Edwin Cagoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was sitting there at that desk on the day without a priest. There was no priest. Yeah in our parish. And I had a profound moment of, oh my gosh, we can't have Eucharist, right? There's no one here to consecrate the host to have Jesus. And the Lord really convicted me at that moment to never, ever take reception of Holy Communion for granted mm-hmm. or priests there to offer it, right? So from that point forward, it really convicted me. And what I did with that is I tried to increase daily mass from here on out. And that was like eight years ago. Hmm. Um, so I felt like in my own personal way, God has really prepared that because I also learned about spiritual communions, which we're going to start talking about here in just sure. a minute. But going from that and trying to be obedient, right? We want to talk about obedience to um, our bishops, Right? right? So that falls, you can probably speak a little bit more to that, but I, I'm going to add a little bit to it. So we want to talk about just um, that humility. And this is big, guys. This yeah. is big for all of us as a humility to to say, yes, we will be obedient to this. Yeah. It, it's not easy. It's not, not easy. easy. And, and as I don't, a wife, I can testify to that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I have as much of a problem being obedient having obedience for our, to our bishop as much as sometimes the civil authorities mm. who I don't think they quite get the spiritual aspect and the spiritual need of overcoming the spiritual component of overcoming this, this pandemic. And so I, I think that we need to be able to now more than ever. And that's why I say Catholic radio is <laughs> built for a time like this. Mm-hmm. If you're shut up in your home, Turn on the radio, turn on your app. And so I'm not trying to be Father Rocky, who's really great at self-promoting for relevant radio. But you know what, folks? Tell someone about Red Sea Catholic Radio. We've been talking about our Lent and listening challenge. All of Lent, listen more to Red Sea Catholic Radio and tell people about it. Right. And and tell them about the hope that it can bring you and the light that it can bring you in your your part of the day. Well, we have a lot of really good stuff to cover, and we're running out yeah. of time quickly. But I do want to just read this one quote from a beautiful article um, that was posted, um, Why Canceling Public Masses is Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, this was the main point of the article. The crucial difference between the martyrs and the laity in, the to- in this time of the coronavirus is this. We are not facing a decision to sacrifice ourselves. Many of us this is I'm off script here, but many of us would agree that we feel perfectly fine, you know, running to the front of the battlefield many times and, and putting ourselves there to help the sick. We, we want to be that kind of hero. Not all of us are called to that. Right. But 
back to the article, we are facing a decision that affects others. Mm -hmm. A single person may sacrifice themselves for the sake of a friend, and they do not sacrifice their loved ones whom they are charged to defend, especially the weak and under their protection. So what we are being called to now is a level of selflessness that the church has never asked of us. Will you rise to that opportunity to be selfless and say, I will sit back. I will sit back and practice a spiritual communion with my family. Read read them in the family together, um, the morning readings and so forth. So with a mention of Spiritual communion. Spiritual communion. Sorry. Um, Tell I me more s- about that, Daddy. Yes. because I don't quite, I don't quite get it, and I, I would love to know more about what that is. Yeah. Good morning, guys. Um, I, I wasn't able to do a full treatment of what it was, but I, I do know that it, um, it started. It's something that started in the fourth century. Uh, probably more. It went from kind of east to west, mm-hmm. and it really stemmed from a great appreciation and wonder and awe in the transcendence of God, the divinity of, of God and Christ and that his, his ways are above our ways and that he, you know, deigned to uh, condescend to give us himself in the Eucharist. But, Mm -hmm. but nevertheless, he remained the creator of all that is and that he is and always shall be. Mm-hmm. And, and so there was a sense of our, it comes out of that sense of our unworthiness to even approach the altar mm-hmm. and be in the, in the presence of, of Christ. Um, but what it has to do with, you know, practically speaking is it's about uniting our desires, our intentions, our needs with the holy sacrifice of the mass and the consecration of the Eucharist at the altar, even if we can't receive the Eucharist um, for whatever reason. Usually in normal times, it's because we're uh, we're not in a place maybe that has mass because of uh, a business trip that we were required to, to go on or, or maybe a military deployment or something like that. Or how about or just in we're the not in the, of our lives? Right, or we're not in the state of grace to be able to receive the Eucharist, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, you know, as I was kind of meditating on this, um, here, here's a hot, a hot take that I had about it for our times. And I think that uh, this need to rely on spiritual communion now, it, it shows us that the Mass, it's not about me. The Mass is not primarily or firstly about my own spiritual needs, my own spiritual well-being. Yes, that's a part of it, but what is the Mass first of all? It's the perfect highest form of worship of God. It's something that God asked us to do, to worship Him, we're obligated to do. But who primarily performs that that work? The priest. Mm -hmm the priest who's in persona Christi and even at public, even at a public mass, a normal mass, we're worshiping God, the father first through the priest who is Jesus representing the sacrifice mm-hmm. on Calvary. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're, it's still the, the priest is leading us towards God is, is kind of channeling our 
worship of God and, and giving it to God in this most perfect, highest mm-hmm. of forms. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, just, just maybe use this time to remember this, to, to ponder this, to think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, our lack of physical presence at mass does not diminish the spiritual work, the liturgy, and that means work for the people. Oh, say that again. I think that's a very crucial point right there. Said, our, lack of, our lack of physical presence at Mass does not diminish the spiritual work that the priest is doing on our behalf. Beautiful. Who would have thought? I mean, the, it, I mean, think of it as like that little drop in that wave in our community. He may just be one single drop saying that private Mass, but it's going to resonate throughout our communities, especially if we practice the spiritual communion along with that. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I don't... I don't mean to say that to give in any way some sort of opening the door to well then we don't we don't need to be at mass because our ma- our our presence there doesn't uh, doesn't change it that's that's not at all the case we're in like I said in justice we're supposed to be there worshiping and keeping the Sabbath that is yeah. but it looks a, like we've got another another person who's uh, on the line wants yeah. to wants to weigh in that uh-huh. is a very beautiful way of putting things and I'm I'm just soaking this in because I <laughs> it's just a it's nice new. blast of knowledge uh, that, that's why I needed to shut up in this video this uh this radio this show section. so yeah. you know dr Thaddeus and we take will over. <laughs> y'all stay tuned because we will be um actually saying a community a spiritual the the classic uh spiritual communion um prayer too so our, our okay. listeners can listen go ahead caller hi guys this is judy como calling you uh judy como conversation that y'all are having today i just wanted to share briefly that uh, a spiritual communion is something that i've been in the habit of making uh, and then kind of got on the back burner uh, but recently, I have a friend who uh, has become aware of this, that she should not be receiving communion uh, because of her state of life. Hey, Judy, I'm going to put you on. Set. Judy, pause for a second. Are you speaking directly in your phone or on a speakerphone? Is that better? Uh, oh, it's yeah. about 100 times better. Yeah, 100 times, yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Thanks um, for crawling out of the can. Reminded her, reminded her uh, about the spiritual communion. And uh, like many things in my life, I think I'm the one that needed to hear it more than her, because here we are today in this situation of uh, relying on that spiritual communion and the unity that we all are going to be sharing because of, of what's going on right now. And what a gift that is of consolation to know that, I mean, the Mass is going on around the world every minute of every day, and there's some uh, communion that could be united at any time. Yeah, I can I can I jump in again? I want uh, A couple other thoughts I had on this is, also maybe prey on folks that going us going through this um, necessity to do a spiritual communion, we're putting ourselves in communion also with our brothers and sisters through much of the church's history. Through, so through time who did not were, were the practice, the, the, the habit was not going to communion every single uh, Sunday, even though you were in attendance. Oh, okay. So we're, absolutely. we're uniting ourselves with that experience, a historical experience of our Catholic brothers and sisters. And then we're also uniting ourselves across space with People around the world who 
all the time don't have regular access to the sacraments. And that's the, I mean, that was one of the big, you know, concerns, whatever you want to think about the Amazon Synod, that was one of the concerns that brought that Synod about. So there are people in the world who regularly don't have access to communion every Sunday. And so when we, when we offer this up and we take part in the spiritual communion, we're uniting ourselves to their experience across space and time. Exactly. Point well made. Wow, this has yeah. been a great med- medicinal show for me, I tell you. Yeah, so I um, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Judy, for calling in. Yeah, we right. really appreciate your insight. Yeah. God bless. Take care. Thank you, God Judy. Bless you too. Bye. So um, I, we have a spiritual communion prayer. Um, I don't know if you have one. I have one real handy right here. Yeah, um, but I want to preface it by saying uh, the best way to receive Christ is the Holy Communion at Mass, which we all know. We really want to reiterate that. And we are bringing this uh, up. I mean, I first learned about it, how some saints would actually do this on such a regular basis. And I think that's a beautiful thing to learn. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the standard, um, most common uh, spiritual communion. And I'm getting this right off of ourcatholicprayers.com spiritual communion. Uh, Ready? My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. And I want to also just encourage our listeners. This was something when I first got introduced to spiritual communion that I then began to do. I actually started to journal like a spiritual communion that was very much more specific to me. Mm -hmm. So it had these major components about welcoming Jesus into your soul at that moment, even though you cannot receive sacramentally to go on and ask for those areas of help in your personality mm-hmm. or those areas that you struggle with too. Um, so I really encourage her for, to sit down with this and ponder, you know, we've got some time on our hands, folks. Yeah. Let's pray more. The nation needs it. So I want to pray for our nation too. And that's the spiritual communion prayer that's read on the EWTN broadcast mass every day at 7 a.m. Mm. Um, actually, it's uh, we record it and replay it at 9 p.m. every weeknight, but 7 a.m. Saturday, Sunday, we just added extra masses from Relevant Radio at each each day at noon, weekday, and then we're adding as well 11 a.m. masses on Saturday and on Sunday as well. So we're adding seven new masses to our schedule because we know people are going to be in such need of making that that very spiritual communion. Absolutely. I think that's just um, about 10 minutes, really great. about Golly. 10 minutes. Well, let's let's see. We had had a, such a long list of things we really wanted to to talk about. Um, one of which is heroic figures. So let's mention one, or do we want to go straight to Job? I don't know. What do you think, guys? Because we really are getting uh, lower on time. Because I also want to talk about just kind of those fun things I've seen around time. Too. Let's go to Job. Let's go to Job. Let's okay. let's do the do do some do a couple of the fun things too, so oh, we okay. can switch back from something so heavy. Okay, so. Um, one of the things, okay, 
as as if you've listened to the show very much, you know that I'm kind of a sports fan, right? And with sports, poof, sports have gone away. I love sports. I was really shocked when, you know, the NCAA said no tournament. You know, one of the funny things I saw was March sadness bracket. And in the bracket, oh, wow. it said yard work, laundry, <laughs> chores, you know, things like that. So true. And one of the other things I've seen, I've seen so much, but I one of the things I've seen too is that, Guess what? Guess who we're spending time with, people? Our families. Yeah. Do you think God is blessing that so much? I see these... Uh, our spouses. Our spouses. We're, we're blessed to have a spouse. One of my favorite uh, little tweets from a, a, a one of my Catholic... Uh, no, it's not Catholic. Excuse me. He's just a sports reporter who said, you know, I was slipping around um, being sad about no... Um, no sports on TV. And there's this really nice lady next to me on the couch. It was my wife. I really like her. Hey, what's your <laughs> you name? Know, things like that. And what about this? Have you noticed in your neighborhood, the family's going for walks together? There's an uptick of that as well. We're spending time. Our family personally are having game nights more often. We're doing things like that. And my favorite of all, now that we have all the stockpile of food, we're having more meals together. Nice meals. Like we've got a festive meals, not just that kind that I'm rushing home after work and throwing it together, but just really nice sit down meals where we enjoy one another's company. So this is some silver lining because you know, I, I feel God's made my heart to really talk about um, the value of family life, which we could get back to obedience too on that and virtue, um, but that value of your family. And this is really taking us back into our home and helping us to look at each of our family members in the eye. Um, and another cute thing, speaking of family time, um, we have... My daughter's being out of school, um, no school right now, but mm-hmm. St. Joseph is starting online. So prayers for all of the students mm. that will be going online schooling right now, because that's going to be an interesting and challenging transition. But uh, she's got terrible seasonal allergies, just like Dennis and myself. Mm-hmm. So we're in Lowe's because she wants to paint her bathroom. We're picking out paint and she's sneezing. And man, there's a heads whipping around all through Lowe's <laughs> looking at my daughter. She goes, Mom, this is a terrible time to have allergies. And I'm like, yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. So it's just a few of the lighter um, things that I've seen. Prayers for her and see to offer that up. Yeah, you know, see, see it happening everywhere. It's happening exactly, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, I think kind of built, building off of your observations about family life, I think, you know, in God's providence, uh, the the folks who came to the, the family retreat that we had uh, right at the beginning of March, we were able to slip, slip that in under the door sort of. Um, it was based on the f- spirituality of St. Therese, and we talked about the need for living the little way in the family. And man, uh, closeness is great now, but you know, there's going to be some cabin fever that's going to come along too okay. in a couple days, sure, a couple weeks, you know, but bearing, bearing that through the little way, uh, making yourself second, um, mm thinking of the other person offering up your, the sacrifices that you have to make that can help us bear this time as well. And another aspect of the little way that I think comes through is this humility before God and facing the reality that we are in control of very little, very little. 
And uh, so I encourage you, you know, if you weren't able to come to the retreat, listen to the talks. They're on our webpage. Uh, it's redsearadio.org slash talks. All of the addresses about the spirituality of St. Therese, the necessity for humility, and just some practical takes on living a little way in the family. Those are all there. Mm-hmm. And hopefully those can be a help to people as well. Which interesting enough, even though the 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 Martin the Martin family were mm-hmm. fairly well off financially, they chose to live a very austere life, which I think we're some of us are being just really kind of thrust into yep. that yep. arena and of simplicity. So I pray yep. that you know our listening audience will embrace more of that simplicity. Um, this is a time to really work on your virtues. You're going to be pressed with cabin fever, the children um, needing to practice that uh, rightly ordered in the family of the parents and the children. And that extends to us in our Catholic family, going back to being rightly ordered in God's order of things as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, When we live under his order, we also live under his godly protection Mm -hmm. as well from evil. So we haven't even talked about the fact that there is just a huge spiritual warfare that's been brewing before this, but it's actually just more apparent and palpable to me in that because there are a lot of things that are are starting to just have to go away. And I also want to take a moment and just say, let's keep all these people in our prayers that are actually losing um, income and jobs Mm -hmm. and also being very thankful for people like the truckers and Mm -hmm. the grocery workers Mm -hmm. and um, close and near and dear to my heart, the health healthcare workers. Um, We love you guys. We are a family. We're a community. Um, we will overcome this. We yeah. are smart and genius people. We're creative. And yeah. um, look at that. Look at this as an adventure, as this challenge to be the Christian hope, to be a sign of love, that they will know we are Christians by our love. How are you loving your neighbor? And it may just be how you're loving your spouse today. Yeah. Um, do you do you want me to try to fit in a few observations about the the book of Job? I think so. Is there, is there well, time? I, think I you tell me. You're looking at me. I, I <laughs> three minutes. I can't see it right now. Yeah. Job, go. Um, <laughs> yeah, the book of Job, as you as people may know, is a it's a kind of a storybook in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's often you know it's 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 the successful holy man who has everything taken away from him and he experiences incredible suffering, including boils on his body Mm. given to him as a test by God. He, God allows Satan to test him because God says, this is my, my man, this is my holy man on, on earth. Um, and you know, it doesn't give any definitive answers, but I just, I felt like, you know, that is a book of scripture that I need to try to sit with and ponder over these next, Mm. however many however long it takes me to read it because right. I think it's going to be good for me. And one of the things I came across in my reading already is he, in one of Job's prayers to God, his initial prayers where he's, he's not wavering yet. He, he cries out to the Lord. He says, hide your face from me. My love will only grow stronger. Turn your back on me. I will go on trusting in you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, how many of us can say this honestly in times of trial? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I'm not very good at that. I mean, Patty basically spoke to a kind of a failure in that initially. Mm-hmm. But if we open ourselves to, to prayer and we, we don't, we don't give up 
God sends his Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and does allow us to come back and, and trust in him. Right. So I, I had a lot more on Job, but I don't, I don't have time to, to get it in, but uh, you know, that might be some, if you're looking for what's an entry point for scripture right now for you, and you haven't read Job in a long time, or you never have, maybe, maybe try that out. Right. See, see if it helps you. Well, to wrap up the show today, I'd really like, um, I mean, the whole point was these signs of hope, um, hope and humility and uh, just that overwhelming sense of God is with us and very present. So I encourage you to go to scripture. Scripture is full of those times where my peace I give you, my peace mm-hmm. I live with you, leave with you. Christ wants our peace, number one. Um, so I pray that you will start at the peace point right? You will look at this time. And I kind of love the imagery of we're in this kind of a metamorphosis, so to speak, in our time and our culture. Mm -hmm. This is forcing it on us. And we're in the cocoon right now, brothers and sisters, and struggling with this reboot that could just enliven and awaken our whole country and our faith. Yeah, we pray pray that that it will, Mm -hmm. right? That it's a struggle and there's more beauty that will be coming on the other side of this. I think God promises that. Um, even if not in this life, in the next, there will be so much more beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think I said at the top of the show, St. Catherine over and over again in some of her her writings says that um, sacrifice is love. Love comes out of sacrifice, and they're kind of like mutual yeah. where they can well, go like, to one I, another. I would, as we wrap up in our last minute, I would like to encourage people to listen to Red Sea Catholic Radio and tell so many people if you're already a listener, listen more, you know, and, and listen to the great news that you'll hear in the media of Catholic radio, not the panic news in the regular media. So uh, be not afraid. It's easy to say, not always easy to feel. Mm. But as we wrap up and Pam's going to her tagline, uh, we're just honored to serve you as Red Sea Catholic Radio during this difficult and unusual time. Yes, as I say every single week and more so now than ever, Go, people, and please love your neighbor. Amen. Amen.